For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. All right, welcome to Picks and Parlays Radio on this Monday, the 14th of October, 2019. It is Columbus Day, a day that's become so politically incorrect. I understand Congress are about ready to replace it with National Proctologist Day. Still be a national holiday, though. I'm your host, Nick Gieber, and for Chelsea Messenger, you can find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. We are on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, and we're also streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Schmitter, Schmutter, you name it all. We're there. We're everywhere you want to be on the radio, on the web. Oh, by the way, also broadcasting on the American Forces Network, we'd like to welcome all of our men and women in uniform around the world, serving so honorably for us uh, to the show. Thank you for your service. Well, we've got a big show to get to today. Uh, Our NFL and college football opening lines report with expert handicapper Tony Tellers. Uh, We've got a lot of uh, games, I won't say matches, games to cover in a short period of time. So uh, hold on, fasten your seatbelt. Then we got Chip Cherimbus, the mighty chipper, who is really crushing it at picksandparlays.net with his picks. Uh, we're going to cover cards at Nationals uh, in, uh, the, uh, in Major League Baseball, Pittsburgh at Syracuse College Football, and Monday Night Football. We're going to touch on the, la- the, the Lambs. Maybe. The Lions and the Packers. It's one of those days, folks. And then Deshaun Higgs. College football. UCLA at Stanford. My alma mater. Should I shed a tear at how poor that program has become? Ohio at Northwestern and Clemson at Louisville. Those are the topics on the table today. And as always, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on any of our social media accounts, whether that is YouTube, whether that's Twitter, uh, whether that's Facebook. If you comment, uh, we will see our co- uh, your comment. Our producer, Andrew, will vet them, provided that there's no one being very rude to me. I mean, you can be rude, but not like ridiculously rude, okay? Uh, he will put them up on the screen, and I will endeavor to read them during the show so you can participate. And if you really, really have found a pair of stones and think you have something, if you know something we don't, we want to hear from you. We're talking about sports betting here, not, you know, I don't know, the meaning of life or some ridiculous mathematical theory. You can reach us in the studio at 800-878-7529. If you're wondering what that spells, I'm going to tell you. It's 800-878-PLAY, just to make it easy. All right, that's how it works. That's the show. Coming up after the break, we will hit our opening line reports on college football and the NFL with Tony Tellez. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after this. Uh, welcome back to the show, Picks and Parleys Radio. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Welcome back. We've got a lot to get to today. Joining me for our opening line report for college football and the NFL, fresh from his parole hearing, Tony T. How are you doing, Tony? I'm doing very good. I was released, so I feel very great today. Was it on your own recognizance? Yes, it was. Okay. Glad to hear it. All right, Tony. Well, we've got a lot to get to today. Should we start with the NFL? Um, why don't we kick it off with the Chiefs and Bron- uh, at Broncos? The Chiefs 22-3 and three straight up against divisional opponents and 17-8 and eight against the spread. The Broncos, on the other hand, 4-11 and 11 in the past 15 night games. How's this one going down? Tell me about the you know, Lions. The NFL, How are they shifting? 
Yeah, the NFL is an interesting league. You know, what was up is down. What was down is up in this league right now. And uh, the line opened KC minus three and a half, total of 40, 49. That's the current odds. It opened five and a half Chiefs favorite, total 15 and a half. So we've seen money here on the Broncos. Well, the Broncos are on a two-game winning streak, showing improvement defensively. Nine sacks against the Titans are over their past two games. They've allowed just 13 points a game. We've seen some holes with this Chiefs, uh, Nick, uh, you know, their, their defense, not very good. We saw the teams uh, like the, the uh, Texans and Colts run on this uh, Kansas City offense and uh, to great success. And, you know, the Broncos have a pretty good run game, so I could understand the line movement here with this Chiefs and Broncos Thursday night game. All right, uh, next up, shall we do Raiders at Packers? The Raiders not good on the road uh, when and playing NFC opponents at 3-12 and 12 on the road, 13-11-1 against the spread. The Packers won seven straight against AFC teams. Uh, is this line moving? It is, yeah. It opened here with um, Green Bay minus seven half, total 46. We're seeing a little money here on Oakland. Of course, the Packers will play tonight, Monday Night Football, but we've seen the line move now to Green Bay minus seven. A little tick up on the total of 46 and a half. Of course, Oakland here, well, they're coming off the bye week. Of course, the Packers will be in action here. So it's kind of an ideal spot for the Raiders. We're probably why we saw that line come down a bit. Uh, Raiders coming off the bye week, looking good, beating a good defensive team in the Bears. Of course, everyone figures here that the Packers will be in a tussle here against a division rival, so there may be some issues there for for the Packers in a short in a short week here. Um, one thing about the Raiders is they are getting production on the ground, running for nearly five yards a carry, and that's helping Derek Carr in the passing game. His completion rate over seventy three percent. He's uh, thrown no picks in his past two games and uh, come off a good showing against Chicago. And of course, they do have a win against the Colts, so uh, that explains the movement there on the Raiders. Actually, interestingly enough, uh, I think it's tightening up some more because I just pulled it up this morning. I got minus six and a half points. So, wow. Tony, maybe getting a little tighter there, shall we say. Uh, let's do the Texans at Colts. Um, the Texans become an excellent road team, seven and two for the last nine away games. But the Colts win seven of the last eight home games. You can take the stat you want, I guess, on this one. Uh, have this as a pick em. How do you have it? Yeah, this one's back and forth here. Uh, it, currently, we see Indianapolis minus one. It opened Houston minus one. The total uh, moved up a half point up to 48 from an, from an opener of 47 and a half. Oh, this is going to be a tight game. You know, the Texans have been very successful on the road. Come off that outright road win against KC. behind a really good uh, running attack. You know, Houston offense, number one in the on third down and number one in the red zone and they've even converted four or five on fourth down now looking here at, at the colts defense 25th on third down 29th in the red zone so there's a strength against the weakness here we know deshaun watson completing very well 69 percent we're seeing the line move i think because the colts coming off the bye week and the fact they're home for this game and of course it'll be back-to-back -back road games for houston all right let's do ravens at seahawks russell wilson been wicked at home against afc teams going on 14 and one since 2012, Tony, uh, the Ravens 3-10 and 10 against the spread against NFC teams. That's since 2016. Uh, I have Seahawks minus four. How do you have this one? Yeah, we see minus four, minus three and a half in some places, total 51. It opens Seattle minus three and a half, total 50 and a half. So we've seen the, the line move a bit here on Seattle, the total up a half a point. And of course, uh, Seattle, they really withstood that strong challenge by a Browns team looking to rebound after an embarrassing loss to the 49ers. And, you know, the Seahawks, once a ground-and-pound team, they've now adjusted to running and throwing the football equally. So that's really um, expo that's really showcasing Russell Wilson's skills as a quarterback. 72% completion rate, uh, 14 touchdowns, and no picks. Still running the ball for about 130 a game. Now, of course, Baltimore have failed to cover four of their past five. 
on the road. They have a loss at Casey by five and need overtime to be a Pittsburgh team who is using a duck collar at quarterback, the third stringer. So uh, Chiefs offense, uh, well, you know, this the Chiefs were the best offense the Ravens faced and uh, gave up 33 on the road. So I think people here are looking at Seattle's passing attack. They can exploit this Ravens team. All right, Eagles at Cowboys. The Cowboys on a three-game losing streak, but they're 9-1 against NFC teams, including three straight win wins um, against the Eagles. I have Cowboys minus three. What do you have? That's where it is right now. Dallas minus three, a total of 47.5, down from an opener of 48.5, and it did open a Dallas minus three, so no movement off that three. And, of course, of course, Dallas, the one thing to note with Dallas, they've been very good against the division, the NFC East. And the defense is held up despite struggles by the offense of late. You know, at home, Dallas, they are moving football over 500 yards a game. Eagles not performing well on the road, allowing 30 points and 435 yards a game. Here's that stat here. Dallas against the NFC East, Nick, 12-2 and two straight up and against the spread. And, of course, you know that the Cowboys' struggles came against the Jets, Packers, and Saints. These are better than average defenses. Eagles' defense not quite as good. All right. Uh, Saints and Bears, uh, Bears. The Saints covered the spread. 15 straight October games. That's a pretty odd statistic. It really is. Uh, uh, Sean Payton, 4-0 straight up and against the spread in the, last, in the last 10 years. I mean, we're looking at some, well, some statistics that are, well, not quite as old as I am. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe getting there. All right. We got the Chicago Bears now favorite uh, three, total 39 and a half. And open Chicago minus four, total 38 and a half. So we've seen money come here, here on the... Um, on the Saints and on the over. And of course, the Saints, they've just looked really good defensively. They're holding teams to 18 points, 273 yards per game on the road. They've held their past three opponents to 257 yards or fewer. They shut down Minshew and the stash there, just 226 yards of offense last week in a defensive struggle. But you got to give credit to Teddy Bridgewater, the backup QB. He's managing the team well, 69% completion rate, seven TDs, two picks. Of course, Alvin Kamara provides a good running and receiving talent. Uh, Saints near the top third in the league on third down. And of course, looks like Mitchell Trubisky back uh, uh, for the Bears. He's on the practice squad. I'm sorry, he practiced this week. And uh, Tyler Bray, who was the, who was the backup, uh, the, the second string now, is has been released. So it looks like it'll be Trubisky back. But Trubisky only 5.5 yards per attempt. He's an erratic passer, really hits his receivers in stride, and then impacts the Bears' ability to make big plays. I can see why the money's on the Saints. All right, well, Tony, I know we'd promised everybody some college football opening lines, but, you know, I think I'm a liar because we're just about out of time. We do have time for the Patriots, the Jets. The Jets are 9-4 and four against the spread versus the Patriots. And the Patriots, though, favored by 10 or more. They're 19-1 and one and 16-4 and and against the spread. I have uh, Patriots minus 10 on this one. Yeah, that, this line opened really big here. Current odds, uh, Patriots 10, total 42. It opened New England minus 9.5, total 43. So we're seeing money here on the Patriots. Uh, these teams have played to under the total. Uh, that's been the trend here for their past five meetings. Of course, New England defense just been outstanding, holding teams to eight points and 234 yards a game. And they're forcing nearly three turnovers a game. That's just excellent work there. And, of course, uh, we've talked about Patriots and Jets. The trend is to the under and four of six. Uh, New York, no offensive points, uh, just a touchdown on a special teams and a pick six in their first meeting. Now, Sam Darnold sees a Bill Belichick defense for the second time. The first time was the last week of the season. They lose the Jets, lost 35-3. Darnold just 16 of 28, uh, 167 yards, four sacks, only three points on the board here for the Jets in defeat. I can understand why they're looking at the Patriots here early money. All right, Tony, I'll tell you what we got. Just I'm going to give you 30 seconds. Let's get one college game in. Michigan, Penn State. 
I got Penn State minus 18. What do you have on this one, the Big Ten? Well, that's a little too high there. It's minus 18 and a half. Uh, it opens uh, Penn State uh, minus seven and a half, total 45. Of course, uh, the Penn State and the Lions come off that physical performance, but I think people are still worried about how Michigan looked against Wisconsin getting blown out uh, in that in that loss. But Michigan still controls their destiny to, in that Big Ten division race, and their defense has improved a little bit. But again, I think why we've seen this line move here on Penn State is how Michigan looked against Wisconsin. All right, Tony T, always a pleasure. Sorry we did not get time to the for the rest of the college football picks. Uh, you know, we're going to have you back uh, about three times this week, so I'm pretty sure we will have an opportunity to get to all of them. If you want to see more of Tony's picks, go to picksandparlays.net. Loads of free picks there. And if you're ready, if you're ready to make the big money, then you can sign up for expert picks. And uh, Tony's right there, along with all of our expert handicappers here on Picks and Parlays Radio. All right, we're going to step aside, take a break. When we come back, the man who puts the handicap in Handicapper, Mr. Chip Chirimbus, joining us right here. All right, welcome back to the show. Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. In, by the way, for Chelsea Messenger. And if you watched the show Friday, we had Chelsea guest hosting. And for those of you that are saying, why did we go from this beautiful Chelsea Messenger to this absolute pig of a man here in front of me? Uh, it's because she's eight months pregnant. And I may, I may actually look eight months pregnant, but I'm really not. So we'll just <laughs> right there. All right. Uh, I am joined by our expert handicapper, Chip Cherimbus, the man who mentored Matt Lauer. Yes. Uh, uh, right here on the show. Well, with me. I do have a master's in human sexuality from NYU. So yeah. we oh, can understand how to get through that. That's scary, Chip. Uh, keep your distance. All right. We well, got... I was a teacher. <laughs> All right. The field work uh, was great. I can tell you that much. I'm sure it was, Chip. All right. We've got a lot to get to today. Uh, why don't we start with some baseball? By the way, Chip. Yeah. I have just found out because we right. we have you on here we right. do we, we do a lot of baseball on here with you you're on this show on this show, on this show right. not even just like on the website yeah. check out chip on this show he's eight and two on baseball yeah. on this show so if you listen to this show and you put money on what chip was telling us you're doing quite well you're smiling you probably have a brand new Ferrari and uh, yeah. send us a picture <laughs> yeah. by the way and you can by the way, send us a picture on our social media we're on Twitter we're at pics parlays we're on Facebook uh, we're on YouTube and if you'd like to chime up or have something to say, we'd love to hear from you. If you comment on the social media while this broadcast is going on, we'll comment on it if we can, provided it's, you know, relatively clean. All right, uh, Chipper, let's get to it, shall we? Uh, today's game, um, Cardinals at Nationals. Uh, this looks to me like the Nationals going to run away with this thing. How do you Well, you know, we're very fortunate. Like you said, we've hit 8 out of 10 on the air, but we also posted St. Louis as, as, excuse me, as Washington, as best bets the first two times out. So we're 2-0 and in this series, and I don't think they can catch us here. St. Louis is throwing the, you know, I've been, we've been right here, um, Nick, and I've been saying how I just love this Flaherty, uh, this pitcher for the Cardinals, and we've backed him, though we played against them earlier. The Cardinals are 13-4 in their last 17 games where he has started to the under. So when he pitches, mm -hmm. you're getting great value. Um, he's, he's had a great record here in the playoffs, He's, he's done absolutely fabulous the second half of the season, winning nine of his last ten. Now, Washington, who has his two-game lead, is going to send Strasburg, their ace, who won 20 games this year. 20 and six. He's 2-0 and in the playoffs with a 2.40 ERA. In 15 innings in the playoffs so far, he has 15 Ks and only, he has 21 Ks in only 15 innings. But, you know, there's more than one way to go in this because you might be a little afraid of playing the Cardinals. They're down two games to none. They're favored here on the road. Excuse me, they're a dog here on the road. St. Louis has only won two 
of their last seven playoff games, though, believe it or not, Nick, they won five of the last six times they played at Washington. But there's also a couple of different ways to consider playing these two teams. Do you know that the under has gone, the under has been good. Seven of the last ten times, excuse me, the last eight times they played Nick with one push. And also, there's an umpiring factor that comes in on baseball, which many people don't consider. And I looked this one up, and there's a, um, a plate umpire by the name of Bill Miller. Mm-hmm. And when he's behind the plate, the games have a tendency to go under the total. As a matter of fact, in his last ten games, where he has been behind the plate and the Washington Nationals have been involved, they've gone under the total ten of the eleven times. Well, hold on, Chipper. So yeah. we got we got a Miller time, right? Miller time telling us that you know, games going the under. Yes. We've got St. Louis only. Uh, St. Louis had only three hits on Saturday. The right. Nationals have allowed only one run in two games. Then they've got. Uh, the Nationals have Steven Strasburg, 18 and 6, 3.32 ERA. 15 innings in the postseason. He struck out 21 batter, batters, and incredibly, he has a .84 whip. I mean, yes. none of the stats here are saying we're going to have a high scoring game. None. Whatsoever. So it, the, the trends and everything to say with these two pitchers, Flatterty being the best for St. Louis and Strasburg, the best for Washington. Did you say Flatterty? I, I, how do you pronounce that? It's flatty, like Then you have a bad case of flatulence. Well, it's flatulence I can get. <laughs> I thought he was. I thought this was um, the golf pro, but um, he's been absolutely outstanding for the Cardinals, and and so has Strasburg. So I think that your safest way to play here may be to play the under. It's what I'm giving here on the show. You think? So maybe we'll be nine and two tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's more games well, tomorrow too. Oh, that's not the score. No. Ah, I'm just joking. You know, you can be nine and two tomorrow. I think the under. Yeah. All the stats here are telling us the under. So, uh, Chip, you're going with the under. Let's go to. Uh, you know, we're going to jump around. We're doing okay. a little sports jumping yeah, yep, around yep, because yep. Um, we have a lot to offer. Uh, like uh, Bo Jackson, you're a multi-sport man, right? Well, you know what? The, Does we anyone do even this, remember Bo we Jackson? We do this. We do this every day, and that's why the 30-day package is so valuable on picks and parlays because you don't have to hunt and peck and search for the winners. They will be there in any sport. Each and every day. Now we've got college football. Right. Picksandparlays.net. Let's get to I, I it. I was actually going to say like Bo Derrick here, a multi-sport, but no, like Bo no, Jackson. No, 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 no. Okay, Bo Jackson. Pittsburgh at Syracuse. Uh, a little ACC matchup. Pittsburgh four and two. Syracuse three and three. Uh, Pittsburgh four and two against the spread. Syracuse two and four against the spread. Another one confusing here, Chipper. Point well, us in the right direction, Mike. All right. Man. Well, Syracuse has had a little trouble scoring points, and that's the first thing. And they have covered three of the last four against this Pittsburgh team at home. Both these teams are now moved into the ACC, and it hasn't helped them, either of them, since they've gone there. But, you know, Pittsburgh has had an edge over Syracuse. They're they're 6-2-2 in the last 10 meetings, Nick. And these two teams, back from their days when they were in the Big East together, have a rivalry, and they've played each other pretty tough. As a matter of fact, I've actually seen when Ironhead Haywood was playing for Pittsburgh, then play at the Dome in Syracuse. And the Orange, you know... Ironhead Hayward? Ironhead Hayward. He's passed on. He's one of the top. What was that, 1846? Well, no, I don't don't think they were playing. Well, they were playing college football then, but they didn't have the Dome Stadium in Syracuse at the time. Oh, uh, Ironhead Hayward, the great gladiator of the Roman era. Where were your seats in the Roman Coliseum? They were on the upper level first row. Uh But I can tell you this, this Hayward used his head often enough that um, he is one of the reasons the NFL is being sued for um, brain damage and things along those lines. But let me say that last year, uh, Pittsburgh upset Syracuse in overtime, 44-37 at home. But these two teams seem to have a rivalry, and Syracuse has struggled on offense, on defense this year. They're, they're allowing 426 yards. Last week, they had virtually no offense. They get beat by NC State. So they're coming off a loss. 
Pittsburgh's coming off a win. I could see these two sort of coming together with those points, but there is some other interesting information about these two when they get together. Syracuse has played to the under 17 of 24 times in conference play. And a lot of these teams, when they come to conference play, they, they don't, they're not as, say, flamboyant or as wild because they're more conservative. And Pittsburgh, by the way, has been under 23 of the last 32 times they pay, played, including 12 and 2 to the under on the road, Nick. The number here is 52, and I think even though Syracuse has this weak defense, maybe they'll get stronger on defense at home, but this game should play to the under with all the trends leading this way. Really? Even, even with that crappy defense? Even with that crappy defense, wow. because they're not putting any points on the board either. They I, scored I see 10, what you're saying. They yeah. scored 10 yeah. points last week, and this is a rival that they're used to playing heavy, hard-hitting game against. I think this is going to be one of those Big East-type slugfest affairs where Syracuse doesn't want to get into um, a shootout, of course because of their lack of offense. I think this game stays under the total. So Syracuse couldn't score in a brothel. Well, you know, if they had enough cash, maybe a few 50s or 100s, maybe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, let's go to the NFL, shall we? Uh, this is the Monday night game. Lions yes. and Packers. Yeah, this How about is that? And it's Monday. Game. It's tonight. Tonight's an, game. An NFC North matchup. The Packers 4-1 coming off a 32-24 win in Dallas. And Green Bay 2-1-1 lost to the Chiefs 34-30. Interestingly enough, the Lions are 1-4 and four in their last five versus the Agreed. NFC North. That's against the spread, of course. Right, but they are 4-0, oh, and the last four times they played Green Bay, believe it or not. And that shows a little contradiction in what's been going on overall, because of late, that's the trend. But overall, the favorite, Nick, is 19-7 and seven in the last 26 meetings. And when you've got Aaron Rodgers now with a lot of confidence out there, um, this... Green Bay team, I'm surprised this line was so short. Um, Detroit has been, um, say, a, a doormat for, since Matt Patricia has gotten there. Uh, they're 2-1-1. One one. They had a tie against Arizona, which is showing now not to be such a mm -hmm. bad play because Arizona's been playing much, much better. Um, they've won three in a row against this Green Bay team, including a 31 to nothing beatdown to close the season last year. And Detroit is 6-1 after a bye. Getting the points here may be the way to go, it looks to me right now, Nick. The under is 8-3 in the last 11 meetings, but that's overall. But in the last seven meetings at Green Bay, it's gone over. I mean, Green Bay in their last seven meetings at home has gone over the total six times. So I, I think Detroit might be the way to go here, Nick. I'm going to take the points. I'm not going to mess with the total. There are conflicting trends here. Mm -hmm. And um, it was so conflicting, I even confused myself when I was giving it. Well, they covered the spread uh, the Detroit in their last two games. Yes, so they have. And, yeah. and I'll tell you, Nick, it, it wasn't anticipated for them to, um, to emerge this way. I mean, they struggled, and they've, uh, this Matt Stafford has a reputation for not being able to beat the winning clubs. His record against winning teams is absolutely horrific. I think it's under 30%. And, and that even includes against the point spread. Maybe this team is finally coming together. It's Patricia's third year there, and uh, Stafford has been there, I think, eight or nine years now. And we're really expecting some good things out of a, a guy, a quarterback that has put up incredible stats, Nick, through yeah. his career with no wins. And, um, well, but I mean, how yeah. much of that is the team that's around? Well, you know, you know that's just one of the, the, the knocks on, say, Philip Rivers with um, the Chargers. Mm -hmm. As great as he's been, and he's got a Hall of Fame numbers, he's never won in the playoffs, mm -hmm. the big games, because he's been up against Manning and Brady yeah. and really bad circumstances, uh, teams that weren't quite as good. And that probably has been the, the situation here, but he just seems to have given up the big interception and crucial games, and Detroit has struggled with him at the helm. Yeah, but, you know, look, you can look at any team. I don't care, right. any team in any sport. It's very, very rare that you get one player that transcends the team around them. Uh, you know, we can talk soccer, maybe Diego Maradona. You right. can talk the, the Michael Jordans in basketball. He had a good, great team around him, by the way. 
Uh, you know, you can talk uh, Tom, I mean, Tom but Brady, but, but you tell me when the Patriots have put yeah, a rubbish team around Tom Brady. Never, and, right? And never. And you know what it is, too? There, there's, um, say, 22 starters in football. Actually, there's pretty more when you get to special teams. 11 on offense, 11 on defense. Uh, Michael Jordan can control the ball when yeah. there's five people. Right. And, and baseball and football, it's really difficult to do. You may have a pitcher that can be dominant that actually control the game. But football, no matter how good your quarterback is, if you have no defense or you have no running game, um, one player is not going to do it. So many of these teams, Nick, that are, are like 0-4, 0-5 are so far away from right. being winners or being good. Whereas some of these teams in other sports and basketball may be one or two players away. Two players in basketball is 40% of your team. 40% of your team in football is not going to cut it. All right, Chip. Chip Terimbus, you can find him on picksandparlays.net. Loads of free picks there. And again, you can also get Chip's expert picks there as well. But they do have free ones up there at picksandparlays.net. Coming up next, let's do a little college football with Deshaun Higgs. We'll be right back. All right. You're back with us here on Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Just a reminder, we're here with you each and every week afternoon from 4 p.m. Eastern Time. That's 1 p.m. Pacific if you're, on the, uh, if you're on the left coast. I'm actually in Las Vegas, which is uh, left coast, pretty much. I mean, left desert, I guess. Uh, anyway, <laughs> that's where we are, Monday through Friday. We're also not only on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, but we're also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Comment on any of the comment blocks on any three of those outlets, and we will endeavor to read them out on the show. I do have one right now. Let's see. Christiana Sibosi says, hey, Dr. Nick. That's me, Dr. Nick. Week 9 Premier League preview. When's it coming? He's saying hopefully this time it will be better. Yeah, well, okay, all right, I get it. Last weekend, last week, <laughs> didn't have a great week. But, you know, who could have predicted? Brighton beating Spurs. Who could have predicted? Uh, Newcastle beating Man United. Need more than that. The biggest upset, really, that I can remember in the last year was Wolverhampton Wanderers beating Manchester City. That was plus 3,800 and almost 3,900. Uh, if you'd put some money on that. So sorry about that. Uh, but in the meantime, I do have the legend himself, Deshaun, Deshaun Higgs <laughs> joining me. Uh, we're going to talk some college football and speaking of legendary teams, Sean, uh, UCLA, my alma mater in action at Stanford. Should we start with this Pac-12 matchup? Let's go. And, um, Segwaying from your soccer, are we going to call these games matches this week? We yeah, let's call, call this one a match. We got UCLA, yeah, right, this match. UCLA at Stanford. Well, UCLA uh, coming off a bye week. Um, unfortunately, there must be something wrong with the statistics, but they're one and five. But must be dyslexic. Um, they're underperforming badly. Only one win on the season. They really are not looking very good. Really a big disappointment. The Cardinals, though, uh, three and three for Stanford. Coming off a three-game losing streak, uh, they got victories, however, off Oregon State and Washington for the rebound. How do you like this one? Well, you mentioned a one in five regular season. How about four and fourteen now under Chip Kelly? I mean, wow! Probably not what they signed up for. I mean, that's They'd be better crazy. off with Chip Chirimbus. <laughs> yes, yes. He'll bring some uh, definitely 60s, 70s, 70s uh, Bruins. Uh, Play, playbook with him. Oh, he can, bring, he can the, bring old the, the memory of old Ironhead with him. And now, <laughs> Iron I mean, wonder why people have brain injuries. Really, the guy's na nickname was Ironhead. I mean, Ironhead. Played for the, see, I remember playing for the Saints. <laughs> I didn't even know what college you went to. I was like ten years old when the guy was playing football in the NFL. <laughs> Those are some pretty good Saints teams, though. But I think Pat Swillen was back then. Ricky Jackson. They had a good linebacking core in the right. late eighties. Well, anyway, let's, let's get back to UCLA. Let's get to the Pac-12, shall we? Yeah, UCLA. <laughs> so. 
I mean, one in five. And I'll tell you, I was looking at their schedule going over. Open the season in Cincinnati. I had them over Cincy, over Craig Trapp Cincy. All right, you lose there. We see Cincinnati. They beat up on Central Florida. They look like a pretty good team. You lose at home to San Diego State. Mm. That, that's that's a terrible loss. Oklahoma boat races them. No big surprise there. Then that 67-63 game, Washington State, they had scored 14 points in every game, and then they explode for double what they scored the previous three games. Then they're coming in uh, the Arizona game 2017, although Arizona had a backup quarterback. And then you lose to Oregon State, who had only beat Cal Poly. Like, this team, what is going on? Uh, Dorian Robinson, he did practice it during the bye week. Maybe we'll see him, but is it really going to matter? This Stanford team, I'll, you know, seven and a half is the line here. Total's 53 and a half. I, I think the unders definitely be, definitely be in play because of just the way Stanford plays and the miserable offense of, you know, take out their last two games, basically. They scored 31 points and then that crazy 60-point game against Washington. So I like the under, but I also like the seven and a half. How about 11 straight wins over UCLA for David Shaw? And on a little note we should keep in our back pocket here with David Shaw, 26 and 18 versus ranked teams and 10 of those uh, 18 wins over top 10 teams. So uh, not that it matters against playing UCLA, but Stanford does get up to play better teams. And I think to kick a team while it's down and really choke the life at them, which you'll be putting UCLA in a one and six. And you got to think the the boosters at UCLA are thinking, what are we doing with Chip Kelly? Is this, where are we going with this guy as our head coach? Are we going to wait another year on him here? So I like Stanford seven and a half. I think it's going to get done double digits. Probably UCLA is just, the numbers are there. They're terrible. That's it's It's sad. How much of UCLA's problems would you put down to the uh, legalization of marijuana in California? <laughs> well, not, I don't think it matters to these kids because they think that's normal. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And no, I, they're, I mean, they're bloody awful. But, I mean, it's but what is the problem? Like I, we said off the air before, like what happened to some of these big time programs? They've just fallen off the face of the earth. Yeah. It's, well, it's bad. And, well, and the Pac-12, just they just eat their own. They, they'll never see a a BCS playoff because they, they have these crazy Friday night games where the team that's supposed to win, whether it be a Washington or a Utah or something, they got to go on a road on a short week and play in some stadium that's going to be rocking because the team's grasping for any hope of salvaging a season. And they get they, they knocked off. They, they eat their own. It's, well, maybe it's, it's, because, it's bad uh, for the conference. It's yeah. terrible. Maybe it's because too many of these teams are accepting players that have never played before for large bribes. Could it be USC? <laughs> All right. Uh, that was for my girlfriend, Kerry. I know she's listening. All right. Uh, Clemson at Louisville. <laughs> Should we do that one next? Uh, Clemson, 21st straight win against Florida State. 21st straight win. My goodness. Uh, that was a 45-14 win. And Louisville coming off a victory at Wake, 62-59. That was a nice high scorer. Um, actually, that could be total like a basketball score there. If if you had under 120, you were you were a loser there. So that's a that's a tough that's a bad beat there losing when you have 120 points in the game. It's 62-59. But let's look at that for a second. Now you're coming back. You're getting 22 and a half at home. And I like Louisville. We had them here opening the year. I liked them against Notre Dame getting points. I like their new head coach. He's a defensive guy. Uh, they had a just a race a miserable two and twelve uh, two and ten year last season. But I don't like laying. Three touchdowns on a road or more, but last year's score was 77 to 16. 
not that it's going to be the same because I don't think Trevor Lawrence is the same quarterback. You see it in his numbers. I mean, 11 touchdowns, six picks. I don't see how this guy's the Heisman, Heisman hopeful. Uh, ATN looks like the Heisman guy in the backfield, seven yards per rush. Maybe they'd be better and off with I Jennifer think, Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, yeah. Yes, and you know, with her crossbow from yeah, uh, exactly. Hunger Games. She could just be you know, shooting defenders down and then throw the football. She'd, she'd be perfect. No interceptions. Go Katniss. Like, Katnip, you, whatever her you, name was. I don't know. <laughs> Catnip? That's Katniss, right? <laughs> right. So you, you, you look at this. I'm looking at the stats from this last game. I mean, obviously, kind of outlier numbers. You give up 200 yards to 120 and 95 yards to two different running backs. And Wake isn't even close to being a talent that Clemson is. I know Clemson's lost guys on defense, and it was always like, well, they, they, they can't be as good because of that. But look at their score. They put up 52 against Georgia Tech. Uh, 41 to six at Syracuse, 21 10, that close game against North Carolina. But had they battled back, they raced, crushed 45 14 over Florida State. I like them in 22 here because, one, I think Louisville's, they don't have the horses to come back and put half of that 60 up against uh, Clemson here. And let's be honest, you got Ohio State putting up numbers, you got Oklahoma putting up numbers. I mean, Alabama and LSU might cancel each other out for the BCS. You never know. We've seen two SEC teams. So Clemson, I think, has really got to go back to like 80s, 70s, 80s style of the college football where you got to put up 50, 60 points in yep. a game to kind of keep pace with the other guys because, you know, they say it, it matters a little bit and this and that. But let's be honest. People are down on Lawrence. Like I said, 11 to 6 yeah. ratio is not good for a guy who's supposed to, you know, be a, the Heisman guy or draft pick. And he's fallen to Tua and Hurts and, and – um Burrows down in LSU, so I'll lay the twenty-two and a half here, and I, the sixty-one. I, you know, that's the total strange here because I could see the forty-five or fifty from Clemson because they really got to put the pedal down, but I don't know what Louisville's going to have here. I think Clemson's got to play angry the rest of the year, so I'll stay away from the total. Uh, but I'm going to lay the big points with Clemson here. Sure, right, over. Half, I'm going to lay it. Although Louisville are eight no the over in the last eight games in October <laughs> doesn't talk about what happened in September but uh, you know that's how it yeah, is right. But you know what that's coming off a game like that how I mean I know that we're kids they're twenty years old and you should be able to bounce back around but that's that's a lot of time on the field for both up and down so I get I mean the over it just looks sixty one he just scored one hundred twenty in the game how's his total sixty when a team's laying twenty two yeah. it's is it going to be 40 to 13? Is that what they're looking at? Something like that, you know, 40, 20. I don't, I just think Clemson's going to put up a number because uh, the, the running back, this is a running team. So I think they're going to dictate the pace and Louisville still, listen, got a new head coach. They got to get their, their scheme set and everything else. It's a growing experience this season for them. I think down the road, you're going to be a good team. I, you know, and he kind of helped out his old program, Happy State by knocking out Wake Forest. Wake was ranked. So that's yep. a big win for Louisville. And, you know, who knows? Happy State maybe creeps in. He helps his old alma mater. Yeah, that's a big win for them. You know, especially right, after last year's debacle. Last year was terrible for them. All right, let's move along to the Big Ten. Ohio State uh, ranked third yes. at, at Northwestern. Ohio State coming off a bye week. By the way, both <laughs> these teams have had a bye week. That means it's bye-bye. But what can I say? Ohio State, Justin Fields. Uh, before the bye week, they uh, won against Michigan State 34-10. Northwestern also coming off that bye week. Uh, they had a loss, 13-10 uh, to Nebraska. Uh, Hunter Johnson, though, only one touchdown only and four interceptions. It's kind of going the wrong way, isn't it? It's like scoring a basket against your own team in basketball. Northwestern, like your, your, your flat-earth-believing um, <laughs> producer there. Is yeah, now I right understand that you are a flat-earther as well, Deshaun. Is that <laughs> correct? 
That's crazy. Listen, let's just stay on topic here with Northwestern. These guys, look at the points against Big Ten opponents. 10, 10, and 15. How are you staying within? I don't see them staying within 30 of Ohio State. 99 to 17, they've outscored their two Big Ten opponents. 48 to 7 at Nebraska, 51 to 10 at Indiana. And I don't think Northwestern is as good as either of those teams. I mean, Indiana, maybe they're kind of equal. But the offense, 13 uh, 10, 31 10, 24 15, they won 30 to 14 over your UNLV. I mean, this team is bad. The quarterbacking is bad. Both of the quarterbacks, less than 50% completions. It's it's terrible. And I mean, field 18 to 1 TD to interception ratio. They're, look at the scores. I mean, these guys, Ohio State, 76 to 5, 42 nothing, 45 21. I mean, they're good for 45 before halftime, possibly. If they get a couple turnovers here, this game's going to be like a 60 to 10 type game. Yeah, I, what, what, what I, is it? I, I could lay 35. It's um, you know, 49 and a half. So if you think it's 60 to 10, you're taking the over then, right? I, I mean, I think Ohio State could put up 45 themselves. I mean, the thing is, is Nebraska going to, uh, excuse me, Nebraska, is Northwestern going to score 10 points? That's the question. No, and of course the over. Can they score? I, I mean, right. even if they score ten, I, I mean, I think Ohio State's. You're, they're not going to settle for thirty. This is a, and plus this is a Friday night game. Are you kidding me? Yeah. They're going to want to come in off a of bite. They're like, we're going to run trick plays. It's going to be all eyes on us because, listen, Bama and LSU, SEC gets all the glory. But you know what? We're Ohio State. You know we're they're they're a pretty good team. You know, right. Well, they're they're not too shabby. Right, uh, and the uh, the Buckeyes, the overs cashed in nine of the last thirteen road games. So I mean, there certainly uh, looks like the over is a good way to go on that. By the way, we ask you to comment on uh, our social media while the show's going on. We've had a couple of interesting comments from some very aptly named. I like this one, Hustler Wilson. What a great name that is. <laughs> uh, he says the Nationals easy cheese. That's right. Ship the cheese over there to Hustler Wilson, and we did have. Another comment about the Nationals from Deer Slayer Ski. I think some of our listeners and viewers might need some therapy, but, you know, we'll deal with that at a different time. All right. Deshaun, thank you so much. Always an absolute pleasure to have you on. I'll see you at the Flat Earth Convention. Yes, you will. Out. Just don't uh, don't Get sail into that center. big block of ice at the end of the world, okay? <laughs> There's a big car tire holding it, so you just bump off of it. Absolutely. What? All right. <laughs> when we come back, I know we've given out a lot of picks. By the way, you can find all these picks at free picks at uh, picksandparlays.net. When we come back after the break, I'm going to wrap it all up for you. So don't worry. If you missed any, right after the break, I'll give them to you. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, this is the segment where we wrap up all the great picks that our expert handicappers have brought you during the last hour here on this Sports Byline Broadcast Network and live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm Nick Gieber. I'm in for Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter, at Nick Gieber. Uh, we're going to get to the picks in a second. Of course, Tony gave us our opening line report, so uh, we're not going to put all of those up on the screen for you. Uh, but we will put up Chip Chirimbus and Sean Higgs pick. Let's start, shall we? And the chipper, he had Cardinals at Nationals. He said, take the under seven on this one. And by the way, if you want his actual pick for this one, uh, it's on picksandparlays.net. It's his pick of the day. All right, and Chips, college football picks. Pitt at Syracuse, take the under 52. And his Monday night football pick, he says, take the Lions plus three and a half. Then, of course, we had Deshaun Higgs. 
is college football picks. UCLA at Stanford, take Stanford minus 7.5. Ohio State at Northwestern, take Ohio State minus 27.5. And Clemson at Louisville, take Clemson minus 22.5. Once again, all of our picks are up on the website, picksandparleys.net. We've got a huge section of free picks, um, loads of free picks for you, all sports. Uh, everything from uh, college football, NFL, baseball, hockey, soccer, it's all there for you. And then we also have our expert pick section when you're ready to really kick it up a notch and uh, get into a little bit more detail. By the way, for those of you that are sending me social media messages, just want to let you know on Thursday, I will be bringing you my Premier League weekend picks. Of course, the international break in soccer is behind us. Thank God. Back to our beloved leagues. Uh, starting up again this weekend, and there are some good matchups this weekend. I will have some quality, delicious, piping hot Premier League picks for you on Thursday. All right, once again, we're with you every Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 Pacific, right here on the Sports Byline Network, American Forces, iHeart, TuneIn, and of course, uh, find you can find this show uh, right after it's concluded, both on YouTube and also at the Believe Podcast Network. For me, Nick Gieber, and all the fine people at picksandparlays.net, Hope you have a great day. I'll speak to you tomorrow. Cheers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.